1: They
2: changed the rules, and now this new format benefits Patrick Mahomes because he gets the ball second knowing exactly what he needs. So I guess sometimes it's just good to be the Chiefs, right? Welcome in to the NFL on Fox podcast presented by Verizon. I am Dave Hellman. The Super Bowl might be over. The confetti has been swept up off the floor in Las Vegas. Jason Kelsey probably still partying somewhere in a nightclub. At least that's what I hope is true. And we we move forward from that epic game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. But still plenty left to talk about before we completely turn the page and really start focusing on the offseason There's plenty more to get to with the Chiefs as well as the 49ers. Some of the the subtleties of how this game played out, what we can take away from this matchup, what it means moving forward. Kansas City has a Super Bowl parade planned for Valentine's Day. It seems really fitting given that the romance between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift was the dominant side story of this NFL season. Just tie it all up with a neat little bow if there are scriptwriters they did a hell of a job. Please, if you haven't, make sure you're sticking with us throughout the off season. Go find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We have a YouTube channel wherever you prefer to get your podcasts, whether you like to listen to them, watch them, whatever. We'll be there throughout the offseason. We got you covered. But all right, like I said, there's plenty more to break down that we we didn't get to all the way, at least on Sunday night, Monday. And I want to I do a deeper dive, particularly the the uniqueness and maybe even confusion of the final act of Super Bowl 58, which was that it went to overtime the first time a game has gone to overtime in the new playoff overtime format, which was thrilling in its own right, head scratching in another right. Like I said, a lot of confusion, a lot of complexity with changing the rules felt like a lot of America and maybe even some of the players on the field themselves weren't quite ready for the change of format. So to break it all down, our guy at Fox Sport, my buddy, Greg Allman, actually wrote an in-depth piece about this. So it felt like a good time to have him on the show to break down the mechanics of this overtime period that had so much to do with the final result. All right, Greg, there, I mean, there was so much else going on over the course of a thrilling Super Bowl that – we maybe didn't talk about this as in depth as possible right after the game, but it, it bears revisiting. Super Bowl 58 was historic because it was the first time that a, that a playoff game went to overtime in this era of the new overtime rules. And I'll start it out here. You wrote a wonderful story about this for foxsports.com. Please go check it out if you're listening. But I hate to call it anticlimactic because it wasn't, it was thrilling but it was a hell of a confusing sequence there in overtime. And at the end of overtime, as all of America tried to learn the new rules of overtime on the fly, basically.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it's one of those where it it, it came by so nonchalantly Well, you look at the clock and it's like, wow, they're going to get down to the end of this overtime period. Like did they switch sides? Is there a stoppage? What, how long is that stop in between? It's kind of like almost between overtime periods and playoff hockey. Like how, how long is the break? And and I didn't feel like even the again, lots of people didn't know what was going on, including the players on the field at some point. So it was kind of a, a chance for a refresher in real time for all of us, I think.
2: I hate to admit this because I mean it's our job to know this stuff. And I know right. it was the it was the amazing 2021, 22 playoff game between the Bills and the Chiefs, the the 13 second game, 42 to 36, I think was the final score, something like that that was the game that prompted this because it didn't sit well with people that Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball again. So like I said, it's, it's our job to know this, but I'm right there with you where I'm sitting there at the end of the game. And I'm like, are we sure the game's not going to end when this clock runs out? Like, are the chiefs making a mistake? So if me, a, a professional who covers the NFL was slightly confused, I can only imagine the mood at all these super bowls across America, while people tried to figure out what was going on.
0: There's definitely people that are like, why are they not using their timeouts? Why aren't they using their timeouts? Cause they're just letting the clock run down. And it's like, Oh, would there, would there be joint NFL champs? Who would, what would, who gets the trophy on that? <laughs> and, and I was like, for a second, I was like, yeah, they don't score on this play. Like it would be whatever you call it. Double overtime, second overtime. How does that work? Uh, and I, I had to read the fine print today completely after the fact that like the NFL there is no like second halftime after the second period, but if it goes through four overtime periods, again, I'm reading this straight from the rule book. It doesn't make sense. If there's four overtime periods, they stop, have another coin toss and start again. But the odds of you having four full scoreless quarters, it seems almost impossible.
2: So you're right. It is almost like playoff hockey where you just keep playing a game until there is a winner basically. Okay. But the, the crux of your article was less about the rules and more about the strategy that goes into it. Cause that's the big change, right? Is each team is guaranteed a possession. And so it comes down to what do you want to do? And we saw Kyle Shanahan decided to start with the ball, which is great if it works out. But as we saw it, it went against them in the sense that the chiefs got the ball back, knowing exactly what they needed. I'm curious what you think about, the strategy involved in that, I, I think it's a pretty head-scratching decision on Kyle Shanahan's part.
0: I think so. I mean, again, it, they knew there was a chance of this. They had to have done the math on it. And I think if you now that we look at it, for all of us, it's hindsight. But I think the people that it should matter to should have done this work ahead of time. It's I, I think of it kind of like the bottom of an inning in baseball. in that it's that, that team that gets it first, they get to go first. And that's great. But everything they're doing is based on just probability. And maybe we should go for that. The other team, the, the responding team, the bottom of the inning team, they know exactly what they need. So they don't have to worry about, gosh, should we go for it on fourth and one? Or the only time you really have decisions to make is when you get close enough that you're choosing between a field goal to tie and a touchdown to win. And, and honestly, the Chiefs barely had that decision. They kind of got to move the chains when they had to move the chains. But I'm fascinated that it, it's one of those where I think what hurts Kyle Shanahan's argument is the relative ignorance of some of the Niners players where Kyle use is is saying that he didn't realize until kind of after the fact that it was a new rule. And Eric Armstead is saying that he learned the rule by reading the video board during a TV timeout after the underregulation. regulation. Even if that's true, you don't want that out there. And especially if the chiefs are saying, no, we were prepping this in training camp, which is silly because it's four months ahead of time. But it shows that again, these teams, when they do it right, they prep for every scenario. They account for the possibility of everything. And this is one of those things where maybe because it wasn't completely new, it's been two years, it's it's been never, it's never come into play. It kind of goes to the back of your mind, but it's definitely something the one team was prepared for. And, and the team that made the biggest and toughest decision as the first team to be in this predicament before, um, uh, it didn't work out that well for. It.
2: When you've been in the Super Bowl three of the last four years, maybe maybe it's easier for Andy Reid to set aside the time. Like, hey, there's a pretty good chance we're gonna be playing right. in this game. Let's spend a couple days at training camp going over this. But yeah, I mean, those are those are the little wrinkles that can make a world of difference. I just and we joked about this before we started recording. You live in SEC country. I went to an SEC school like we are well familiar with the college football format which is very very similar. You don't get a full drive. You you know, you start at the 25 and it's not timed, but it's that same baseball like concept where right. if you get if you get the ball second knowing what you need, I just think it makes life incredibly easier on you. I mean, just for instance, the Chiefs obviously They go for it on a fourth and one on their drive with the game on the line because they have to, whereas the Niners are effectively functioning with three downs because you can't afford to to squander an opportunity to score any points. I just think it it puts the team that starts first at such a disadvantage, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. And and I think it's one of those where, I mean, from a play calling standpoint, when you're in third and one, again, if, if there's a real threat of you punting, it's going to get defended differently. If it's two down territory and both sides know it, it's a different down. So yeah, it's fascinating. And again, it's one of those words, the first time it came up. So everything until last night was all theory and now it's practice. But um, I I want more instances. I want this to come up more often. I'd be fine if this was the rule in regular season overtime, Um, just just to be able to have more iterations of it and more chances for teams to say, we're doing this because this makes more sense it might be two years before we get to, to find another a chance to see how a team might handle this again.
2: It is. It's a great point. And we joked about this too, is again, it was that classic bills chiefs game that prompted this rule change. So Patrick Mahomes benefited from the old way because he got the ball first and he went down through the touchdown to Travis Kelsey chiefs move on. They changed the rules. And now this new format benefits Patrick Mahomes because he gets the ball second, knowing exactly what he needs. So I guess sometimes it's just good to be the chiefs, right? Right. And well, and it's, it wasn't even like he got
0: to choose that. If, if he, had like, Oh, we're going to defer. They lost the toss and it's like, you know, Niners want the ball. And Mahomes is like, okay, we'll kick this way. That's what you want. No problem.
2: (laughs) He's like, yeah, sure. I'm fascinated to see how long this takes to come up because you're right. So we hadn't had an overtime game since the 13 second game. We get it in this Super Bowl and it has to be the postseason, right? So it's only these 13 games as of right now where this could come up. It's not going to be like this next time your favorite team goes to overtime in the regular season. So maybe it'll be next year. Maybe it'll be four years from now. There's really no way to know.
0: Yeah, we I was doing the math. It's it's like NFL goes to overtime basically seven percent of games, which is basically one in thirteen. So it's about a once-a-year type thing. Maybe playoff games are slightly more likely to be close and go to overtime, but basically it's it's Christmas. It's once a year if you get an overtime playoff game. <laughs> We'll be there to second guess them
2: the next day. Yeah. We'll have all the stats for you coming out of that. I just, this is, I'm going to get in the weeds for a second, but it's just one thing that bothers me. And we ran the, we ran the quote on the, on the bottom part of the screen. If you're watching Kyle Shanahan, you mentioned it, Greg, his whole bit was we wanted the ball third because if both teams scored on their first possession, then we would have the ball in a sudden death situation. Kyle you know more about football than I'll ever than I'll ever hope to know. But follow me here. If the Niners take the ball second, and even if the chiefs score a touchdown, the Niners have the ball in a sudden death situation because everyone who runs the numbers on this agrees. The logical way to play this out is if you're trailing by seven in this bottom half of this overtime, you go for two in the win. So even if the Niners had gotten the ball second, they would be in control of when and how the game ends. They have a chance to win it in sudden death. You see teams do this in college football all the time where you're down one, you go for two, and if you get it, you win the game. I mean, it's gutsy as hell to put the Super Bowl on a two-point conversion, but I think it's the mathematically sound strategy.
0: Oh, yeah, especially if you're missing players, they're missing a linebacker, if you're tired. Again, it whatever coin flip you think continuing in overtime is, You have one game, one play, I should say, to win a Super Bowl. And it's like the Chiefs are even a weird example because the Chiefs did not – they went for for two once all season and missed on that one. So it's it's like you could have basically had your ideal two-point play just circled in the corner of the playbook since September, saving it for the last play of the NFL season. And if you feel good about it, run the play, win a Super Bowl, you know?
2: I – Like I said, I I start to feel uncomfortable second guessing somebody who's accomplished as much as Kyle Shanahan, but they had a chance at sudden death. If they take the ball second, no matter what the chiefs do, they're going to have a chance to win the game on that possession, no matter what. So I I don't know, maybe something to consider whenever we are in this situation again,
0: you're struck with like the inevitability of Patrick Mahomes having the ball in his hand at the end of the game. In that, I like that the Chiefs, again, the Chiefs don't have to give this up, but the Chiefs are like, oh, if they had scored a touchdown, we would have just scored a touchdown and gone for two and beaten them that way. And that last play, that that touchdown to end the game is essentially a two-point conversion. I think they're at the three instead of the two. You're right. But it's it's very much what you would line up with, what they've shown they line up with, uh, you know, kind of the corn dog conversion type look. It's set up the same way you would a two-point conversion. If you win, you win the game. If you don't convert it, you lose the game, that kind of thing. It it worked out really well, uh, but not for the Niners.
2: Call me crazy, but with a championship on the line, I want the strategy that's going to have Patrick Mahomes watching at the end and not having another opportunity at the ball no matter what happens. But that's not what the Niners chose. Hey, somebody had to lose an amazing game Greg, I, I enjoyed the story a lot. Like I said, please go find it on foxsports.com or the Fox Sports app. And yeah, when uh, when this happens again next year or in three years or whenever, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to call on you.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.
2: So much more to get to besides just the game itself. I think there's so much analysis of what actually happened on the field, but it's always useful to take a look back at what we can learn from these teams, how they were built, how they got here, if you're not a Chiefs fan, that means you're one of the fans of the 31 other franchises that are trying to figure out how to get to this point. There's bound to be lessons to be learned not just from the from the victors, but a hell of a team that the 49ers built in their own right. I just I like to take this time to look at at these teams, like I said, how they got here, the decisions they made, what they prioritized, what they didn't, and how it ultimately led us here. What lessons can we learn? heading into 2024 had a chance to talk to our good friend Chris Myers of the NFL on Fox about it. All right, Chris, this is this is the number one thing I've been dwelling on in the aftermath of this Super Bowl. Other than that Patrick Mahomes is amazing, right? I think everybody right. has kind of kind of recognizes that, but sitting here looking at this Chiefs team, I mean, we we know how well they've played on defense. We know what they did during the course of these playoffs. But I think I would admit I'm, I'm a little guilty of not fully realizing the degree to which it's not just that the the Chiefs and Steve Spagnuolo played well. Here over the last three or so years, they have completely rebuilt themselves into this defensive-minded team. When you look at the contributions in this game, whether you want to talk about Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, George Karloftis, it's really remarkable that I feel like Very much under the radar, the Chiefs seem to have completely changed their identity of who they are and how they win football games.
1: But there is the constant, right? And the lesson there is (laughs) because they had to improve their offensive line from the last time when they lost the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, right? When as great as Mahomes was... Uh, he got beat up, and and even with a great 49er defensive effort, he still showed you how, how good he was uh, to win this most recent Super Bowl. But so Mahomes is the constant, and I, and I think, and, and along with Andy Reid, right, and Steve Spagnolo. So the offensive coordinators may have been shuffled a little, but that's Andy Reid calling the plays, running the show with mahomes who in my opinion not the best of all time yet but we'll put him right behind tom brady let's let's see where his career (laughs) winds up but certainly the best there is in the game right now so once you have that and i think that's the lesson uh we can go into some other areas dave but uh, you know, I listen, I, I hear other coaches, other teams. Hey, we we liked Mahomes in the draft. We were going to trade. You know, we thought about trading up or we, we were hoping he fell to where we were. You know, again, he wasn't the number one overall pick. Yeah, he was a, a first rounder. But when you spot, and that's why you give the front office and the Chiefs credit. That, it starts with that. When you spot the quarterback you want you go get him If it means trading up no matter what, and, and you go from there. And then you can adjust around him. As you have just said, they've become more of a defensive team. Mahomes has had to adjust from airing it out and throwing. He still shows you he can run uh, and and make a difference in a game. You know, the other side of that is, you know, the 49ers who, you know, they don't win in Bowl championships, but they're contending, you know, they, they don't have that quarterback. Yeah. They stumbled on the Brock Purdy. They drafted him. So but, you know, you go back, they went to a Super Bowl Garoppolo. They knew they needed somebody to get over the hump. They tried for Tom Brady, whether out of retirement or after his buck years to go the veteran. Then they tried Trey Lance trading up, thought they had their guy, getting credit for going for it like the Chiefs did with Mahomes. But when that didn't work out and they realized that, you cut your losses and you move on. And that's what left him with who's in a, a pretty good job. But again, I think we saw the difference in this last Super Bowl. It starts at that position. And I think that's where that's to me what really jumps out about what the Chiefs have done uh, during this run uh, with Patrick Mahomes and uh, and Andy Reid and they have been able once you have somebody like him to do some other things gradually and readjust defense offensive line receivers whatever it takes
2: you're i mean you're totally right and obviously I don't mean to gloss over Patrick Mahomes because having him is is what enables you to do the rest i likened it earlier to it's almost like a relay race where it felt like the Kansas city defense got them 80% of the way. And then Patrick Mahomes right. took the baton in the final stretch and, and got them over the finish line. That's another question that, that I'm, I'm curious about now is, I mean, look, it's not exactly groundbreaking news that you've got to have a great quarterback to win in this league, but I'm so fascinated by by the the juxtaposition here of you know I mean the, what what didn't the Niners have and honestly Brock Purdy didn't even play poorly in this game, right. but you come up short and you see what Mahomes does in the final stretch of this game, a it's got to be really demoralizing, and b what message does that send to the rest of the league when you think you know there's there's four five six talented young quarterbacks coming into the league this year. Do you just have to take a swing on these guys no matter what, just because the, the downside of missing out is too big?
1: Yeah, I think I, it's good point. you You got to take the swing if you don't have your guy. Or if there's a veteran that you think fits, let's say, I don't know, Kirk Cousins is available, you think that could put you over over the top. Uh, but, but you know, you talk about demoralizing 49ers in the, you know, get in line, right? There's Buffalo, there's Baltimore, there's Cincinnati. Talk about young, talented quarterbacks, good teams, good coaching. Think about how many – Super Bowl shots, appearances they could have if it wasn't for uh, what the Chiefs are doing, and that's kind of the the magic of this uh, of this discussion that they can and and give Mahomes and Andy Reid credit because I'm sure Mahomes would love to. Air it out, but if he doesn't have a Tyree kill, we we know that's old news. Well, then he has to just go with Kelsey. He has to adjust to some of the other receivers. It has to be a little more about Pacheco in the running game or Mahomes running, not crazy, not risking, you know, going out of control like sometimes you know Josh Allen or the Bills have to do or Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have to do. It's it's really well thought out and well, we saw it perfectly in the Super Bowl. Well used, uh, so and and look, I you know, uh, first of all, they should not ne- have never been underdogs. I realize that's more about the the. The betting public in Vegas and odds and things like that but any game with Mahomes in it especially a Super Bowl uh that they should be the favorite but to me that was the difference and if he's going to have a chance, if he has the ball at the end of the game and it's a one score game three seven six eight whatever it's it's not I I'm 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 taking Kansas City and I thought that was the best chance And really, there were a number of opportunities, again, the missed extra point. Uh, Other things where the first half where the 49ers had some chances to build up a bigger lead, even then, it may not have been safe. Uh, but that's how you have to beat them. You have to. I think if you go back Cincinnati, if you have the ball at the end and you have time to, and they're out of timeouts, and Mahomes doesn't get his hands on the ball, I know that's an old cliche. Hey, whichever quarterback has it at the end. But with him, we've seen it time after time, and this was a perfect example uh, in the game. Although, as you said, Purdy did enough to keep his team in it. Uh, they just needed more touchdowns and, and less field goals.
2: I'm I'm going to ask you to to predict the future a little bit and I apologize for that but I am curious one one thing that you just said is interesting I mean look not having Tyreek Hill led to the Chiefs winning two straight Super Bowls like clearly this can work but right. I am I am curious it it's been so much more difficult than the Chiefs are used to on offense particularly this year and even though it's been successful would you expect them to make it a priority to get more explosive on offense coming out of this season. And whether that's the draft free agency, I know that's hard to predict, but I can't help but feel like the chiefs would rather not live this way if they don't have to.
1: Yeah. And, and look, they, that's the problem. When you get to the top of the Hill, it's easier to get there than to stay there and they've stayed there and and, and built this dynasty. So where do you, where do you spend your money? Well, you, you take care of your quarterback, then you protect, your quarterback, but if you get too offensive, we know defense. That's why they, the two of the top three defenses were playing in, in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, the fact that they have, and you ran off some names, and I don't have the draft list in front of me where they've gone recently, but I got to tell you, when those guys were picked, are like oh, they're good players on defense, but how they have fit in and how they've been used and matured over the last few years in the secondary, especially some of the guys, you know, I mean, very, very impressive. And so it's not like the offenses have been neglected. They tried to do, but they did, they did some sneaky stuff, you know, the the Justin Watson, I mean, the Valdez scantling, I mean, to so get a little speed, you get a little, you get great route runner, reliable hands coming from other teams. Uh, they even tried the ex giant who wasn't active for the Super Bowl, And that's probably <laughs> uh, a, a good thing, but yes, I. I would say, yeah, I would say that they they want to, yeah, uh, you know, how how much can you spend and who's available and where where does that come from? You know, that's probably the challenge. So that uh, give give the front office some uh, some credit for that and, and for how they've been able to do that in the future. But, yeah, I would be surprised if they I'm sure Mahomes, even though he's not complaining to the team, he's like, hey, can we upgrade this? Can we, you know, as long as we don't, you know, Kelsey is staying hanging around a little bit. Uh, that, that's something, but the rest of the league, you know, Dave, they, they catch up, you know, even with the Patriots. Uh, you know when they had their run, and again the constant was Brady and Belichick, and then they did a lot of other things with receiving. They didn't have great. They had Randy Moss one year, and they had some reliable guys, but they didn't have, you know, the the the, the top-flight all-pro receiver that's that's out there of catching the the big, you know, like, uh, Michael Irvin or those kinds of guys at like Calvin Johnson. So, um, but but teams, you know, and you've seen Buffalo, Cincinnati, going, have gone through cycles of getting better to challenge them. Uh, but in the end, even in a good game, even in an off year, and even when Mahomes was a little off, there. Was that stretch through like, hey, the Chiefs are in trouble. They're going to have to play on the road. They came back around and with that great defense, some of the picks they made, and a quarterback who was used in the right way, uh, in the right spots with all kinds of talent, could run, can throw, can adjust. Uh, yeah, there were some moments there and they had said 49er defense and they played a heck of a game, but he just frustrated the heck out of them.
2: You kind of you touched on it there a minute ago, but it really is. And you got to have Mahomes. I'll say it one more time. You got to start there. But The work that the Chiefs front office has done, even in the time since they won their first Super Bowl, is pretty remarkable. I count as many as 10 starter caliber players that the Chiefs have drafted here in that time span, whether you want to go Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, whether you want to talk about Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis, Carloftis, excuse me, Rasheed Rice, the latest example. It just feels like you've got to hit on picks like that when you have a, a... 55 60 million dollar quarterback and the Chiefs have done it conversely the next thing I want to ask you about is and easier said than done like I said it's a little bit demoralizing but if you're 31 other front offices knowing that this is what you're tasked with stopping where where do you think that starts for me it it feels like maybe things are shifting more defensive. I mean, I can't help but think of the way that incredible Baltimore defense held the Chiefs without a second-half point. Is, is that the key? I mean, for so long, it felt like you had to have the firepower to keep up, but now maybe it's you got to have a defense that can hold these guys to less than 20 points.
1: Yeah, I, I think even if your defense does that, because Kansas City's defense has, and then and that's, they're no fluke. They just, they, they don't have a name like Aaron Donald. You know, you rattled off some people, so they've got they've got players up. Certainly Chris Jones has been a factor. Yeah, the Rams showed you a little bit of how, and they didn't get back to the playoffs, so they were close, but they they got the quarterback. That's why they made the move to get Stafford to get to the Super Bowl, and they had parts, and uh, they had to give up a lot. They went the veteran route. Then they you saw this recent draft. The Rams have added some players, so, you know, that, that's an example if you have a quarterback that you'll like. And, and you know, look, Lamar Jackson, he's not he's not the passer that Mahomes is. He can run around, but, but Mahomes can do some of the things Lamar Jackson can do in terms of, of running. You know, so you, then you have other guys who can throw the ball but aren't as mobile. As, as Mahomes. So, I, you know, you, you've got – I think you got to build a defense. And that's why I thought the 49ers had a good shot this year because they they built their defense and they've gone through, you know, three different defensive coordinators who've all gone on to become head coaches. And they had some injuries. That's, that's part of the game. But I, I thought this defense was good enough. With a 49er offense that's not going to outscore the Chiefs, but 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 put enough points on the board. And one thing they didn't do enough of is run the ball with success. But credit the Chiefs' defense, and that's where I thought they could eat up time and still get some points. I expected them to you know to score a little bit more, San Francisco, in this game. But but that's kind of the that's kind of the balance. But they don't have the quarterback. And at the end of the day, well, the kicking game too. The special teams of Kansas City was an advantage, but but ultimately it, it came back to the quarterback. And and so. You you play keep away and don't let Mahomes have it at the end or else have a two-score lead if he has it with no timeouts. (laughs) But, yes, you're going to have to have a very good defense. And we saw examples of that this year when when Kansas City lost some games during the course of the year when their offense sputtered and Mahomes was a little off. I'm just amazed at how well – not only the defense held up for the course of the year, uh, you know, outstanding, especially getting to the quarterback with the combinations of things that they did, but but also how Mahomes is able to keep doing this, to keep the fire burning, and even when he has an off game, you know, hey, you see the you see the sideline, uh, passionate in him if they lose it, you know, he f- feels like they should make every play and you know, they should win every game, um, and but how he's been able to keep his uh, confidence and level of play up, and also be healthy. He was a little healthier this year too, uh, towards the end, which is another amazing fact about the way he uh, has played the game.
2: The scary thing is, and I agree with you, Tom Brady's resume is obviously still, you got a long way to go, but if I'm Patrick Mahomes for the first time, I can envision catching Tom Brady. Like for the first time, it feels at least realistic. I'm not going to go as far as to say likely, but it feels possible. And so what does that do to, to fuel the fire of a guy who already had so much of it?
1: Yeah, had he not had the blemish, of course, you know, Brady lost some Super Bowls too, that that, that Buccaneer game, because they were fate, right? They were expected to win that one, I think, if I recall. And so that was kind of the like, okay, well, Mahomes and the well, there's a little reality here. And then, of course, they come back and, and do what they do. But well, he's what, 20? He just hit 30, I think, uh, be 30. So through the next season, he's got, you know, five, six. He could play at least 40, really. Another decade, the way if, you know, uh, players today, if they take care of themselves and their arms hold up and they're healthy enough, he may have to adjust his style. But think about it: over the next ten years, can he win three more Super Bowls? Yeah, he might do that in five years if <laughs> if, if the team is. Yeah, that may be an exaggeration. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't bet on. that. I'm not but sure I,
2: it I, is. You know, I don't so, know. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. bet on it, but I don't know that I'd yeah. bet against it either.
1: That's yep. That's exactly where I was going. Just based on where we are, it seems like the last few years we've been saying, "Yeah, Kansas City's going to stumble this year." But as we've kind of broken down here, they've adjusted well, and they some of it too is they're they're either watching who's closing ground on them, who's you know which teams are coming in, at least from the AFC. That they're going to have to fight off, and how do they defend that, or how do they counter that? Whether it's more offensive weapons uh, uh, around Mahomes, it really is going to be fascinating to watch. Because I, I wasn't quite ready for the dynasty, but now it's there. I mean, we 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 can't deny that. It's just how long it goes, and and how far Mahomes can take that uh, Chiefs dynasty.
2: Yeah, that's going to be the thing to watch, and I I I I, I can't stop thinking about. It. It's not just this year; it's two years, really. Where yeah. On paper, the Chiefs were the the lesser team, in my opinion. But it just hasn't mattered. And so now, what does the league do to catch up? And I'm I'm curious to see if we're going to see some really bold decision-making. You know, you talked about the Stafford trade. I could imagine some teams feeling like we've got to get nuts if we're going to catch up with the Chiefs. And I, I can't wait to see where that goes. We got all off season to talk about it, Chris, uh, but man, it's, it's always fun mm-hmm. having you on the show and we'll be sure to check in over the course of the year. And as we get closer to another fun NFL season.
1: Yeah, excuse me. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, it starts in the division day before we go Denver Raiders, they need a quarterback, right? I mean, yep. the chargers have one and they have a coach I think that move was forced by Kansas city and, the, and their success that the ownership said, well, we got the quarterback. We need that big time coach. And that we'll see if they make things difficult for Kansas City. But uh, great talking NFL with you, as always. And uh, enjoy the offseason.
2: You as well, my friend. Thank you. And just like that, Super Bowl 58 begins to recede into the rearview mirror. Obviously, Chiefs and Chiefs Kingdom, y'all feel free to celebrate this one for a long, long time. But for everybody else, the process begins again. And the NFL made that very clear on Monday by revealing the logo for Super Bowl 59. That takes place right here on Fox next year in my hometown of New Orleans forgive me if I'm a little bit excited Super Bowl 59 New Orleans Louisiana February 9th 2025 it's already less than a full calendar year away. now forgive me if I'm quibbling but it it's a slight missed opportunity. I don't if, if you're not from the area maybe you don't know but today, February 13th is actually Mardi Gras Day. Can you imagine the scenes if the Super Bowl was decided Mardi Gras weekend with Mardi Gras Day coming just a day and a half, two days later? I think the champion would have to just stay in town and party in New Orleans. Not quite going to work out next year, but I have a feeling it's going to be a hell of a party all the same. Cannot wait for it. Cannot wait for the scenes in New Orleans, and obviously the journey to get there starts now. Can the Kansas City Chiefs threepeat for the first time in the Super Bowl era? Who's going to be the halftime performer in New Orleans? Please, 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 somebody get a call in to Lil Wayne. Seems only appropriate Who's going to contend with the Chiefs? Joe Burrow's back in the mix in the AFC. How do the Ravens and the Bills retool to try to go after Mahomes? What part is C.J. Stroud going to play? Not to mention three to five more rookie quarterbacks that are about to join the league. Who takes the league by storm over there? What does the balance of power look like in the NFC? Can the 49ers hold on to the top spot? So many young, fun teams gunning for the top of the NFC, when you think about the strides the Lions made this year, the Packers right behind them. We'll see if the Eagles can get back on track. Uh, I'm I'm already I'm already so excited about everything that's to come. Fortunately for me, we get to cover the whole thing this year. We'll be knee deep in draft coverage before we know it. We got that coming up. Just so much to look forward to. And again, Super Bowl 59. Shout out! Shout out the local design, by the way. All right, we're, we're getting back to the very location-specific Super Bowl logos. I think it's a market improvement. This one reflects New Orleans incredibly well. We will be there February 9th, 2025. The journey starts now, and I can't wait. But that does do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. We got one more wrap-up before we take a quick little break. But for now appreciate you like i said like i always say you can go find us on spotify please make sure you like subscribe review do whatever it is that you do that helps us keep making the show because we really enjoy bringing it to y'all and uh and yeah we'll be back we'll talk to y'all soon i appreciate it we'll catch you next time